All right, everybody, welcome back to the showcast, and it's time to move on with this week's special guest. So back in season one, we had the opportunity to speak with Kevin Murphy, and last season, season two, we spent some time with Mike Nelson. Uh, well, now we're in our third season, and I'm very excited that we get to round out the Rift Tracks trifecta. Uh, he was a writer on Mystery Science Theater 3000 and even eventually took over as the voice of Crow T. Robot. Now he's one of the three guys that make up the wonderful trio that is Rift tracks please welcome mr bill corbett bill thanks for joining me well thanks glad to be here yeah uh i do have to say before we go into anything else uh i was at uh your riff tracks live time chasers uh, a couple weeks ago and bravo to another wonderful live show oh thank you it was, it was a lot of fun yeah I, it's i love it i've i i will uh, I'll be completely honest with you. I have been to all 19 of your live events, and I will continuously plan. I plan to keep going to all of them. Well, gosh, I like that kind of honesty. Any <laughs> any candor that uh, basically says I'm attending your stuff and enjoying it is is the kind of truth telling I like. <laughs> Uh, it's um, and it, it says a lot this time around too. It's one thing I particularly noticed, especially this time, because uh, you guys actually had some stiff competition that Thursday night. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was for any listeners that don't know. That was the same night as the unofficial opening of more, of Captain America: Civil War. Yeah, so, we um, we didn't know that when we got the date, <laughs> and it it actually did cost us some movie screens because. As unofficial as it is, I mean, there's that slow creep of, uh, you know, of like you can see it first before the other people who are seeing it first now. So some of the, some theaters, at least, I don't know if it was all of them were playing playing it, you know, before midnight. So it actually was playing Thursday night, yeah, not just you know when the when the calendar turned. So those those fans of Cap were, uh, you know. <laughs> were kind of uh, torn, and we and I think we we lost a few of them. We just don't have the cool shields that he does. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I will say I had the opportunity to see Civil War. I, I had already seen it by that time. I went to a press screening of it, so I was fully committed to you, you know. Were, the time. Yeah, you're the coolest of the cool kids. Then. <laughs> That's what I like to think. Uh, <laughs> But, I mean, it, it says a lot because even though there was a lot of people in the theater that night and a majority of them were there for Civil War, there was still quite a good crowd in the theater for Time Chasers, at least in the theater that I was in. So well, that's good. I mean, I guess the way we we were trying to tell people, you know, like, Civil War is going to be there for a couple of days more at least. So <laughs> yeah. We won't be. So get 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 there Thursday, would you? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, hopefully you guys did well, too, in the replay, because I know you guys do the replays as well. Yeah, we did, and that's, that's, been, uh, that's been a real go-to for us, that when it, uh, when it has its encore, uh, people who are at the work or whatever get to see it. And we will, at some point, this is one of the shows that we will be able to release as uh as um you know digitally on our site too so yeah uh, yeah that's one thing i know anytime they uh, i have a ton of the uh the audio tracks from the website as well as including uh i bought the uh the dvd of the very first one which was plan nine from outer space and ah yeah and, and i even have the shirt and i still wear it every once in a while of the uh hi i'm bob executive which way is business <laughs> Uh, that became a, that became a surprise favorite line of people. <laughs> we just um, put out on social media. We're going to do a, a, a like a best of Rift Tracks ten year anniversary reel for our upcoming show, 
and we were trying to, you know, just kind of get the temperature of people like, what's your favorite lines from 10 years? And Bob Executive kept coming up. Yeah, it's still one of my favorites. It was one of those things that the moment I saw that shirt pop up on your site, it's like, yep, that's an Insta buy. <laughs> I, I got to have that one. Uh, I mean, and it just speaks loads, too, of a lot. I mean, I, there have been times, I know I mentioned this to Kevin when we spoke to him. There was, you guys did the, the Riff Tracks Live of Night of the Living Dead, and which still to this day is one of my personal favorites out of all the ones that I've seen. And there's so many, I guess, hidden lines. Uh, I don't want to call them hidden lines, but there's so many treasured lines that they're so under the radar you don't expect them to be hits, like, as you mentioned, you know, with Bob Executive. And I remember just one particular line, and I can't remember if it was you or if it was Kevin that said it, but there was just, it was a line that floored me easily for a good four minutes that I, I missed, you know, the next four minutes of that riff. I had to watch it, and I've watched it a number of times in digitally, too. So, what was the line? Um, it was they had Barbara walking towards the fireplace, and it was just somebody going do 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 bonk and like into the wall. Oh, and, and I don't know why it floored me, but it floored me. I I, I was I had tears in my eyes. We wore I, you down, Ben. We just wore you down. You had to have, but I mean <laughs> it works. Uh, but you know, as I'd mentioned, there's been about like 19 live events so far. You mentioned you know 10 years coming up, and this. MST3K reunion, which I'm really thrilled about, is going to be the 20th live event. Yeah, so. yeah, we have all kinds of nice round numbers going on here. <laughs> 20th show, 10 year anniversary. Is that kind of like a reunion? <laughs> I was, was going to say, is that like a little birdemic humor right there? The round <laughs> well, numbers? it is. Like, we, were, we were joking about that. I was like, the birdemic guy would love this. Exactly. Like, zeros at the end of everything. All the round numbers. See, that right there should tell you I'm a fan that I knew that reference. Yeah, no, very, yeah, very well done there. <laughs> um, I know uh, I had the opportunity last summer to uh, meet and interview Joel Hodgson, who, you know, who was one of the creators and you worked with with Mystery Science Theater. And this was before the announcement of the re of the uh, the reboot of the show was coming mm -hmm. out, so I have to I have to assume that the reboot is a good reason as to part of the reason why this reunion is happening. But how did this this reunion come about? Well, I guess it was because I mean a couple of things happened. First of all, Shout Factory, uh, w w which we had a you know a sort of a casual relationship with at least Rift Tracks that is. Um, uh, bought the rights to MST3K and kind of changed the whole the whole ownership thing changed and that loosened a lot of things up um, and you know we start they started offering old old uh, episodes of MST3K the original series uh, for us to sell on Rift Tracks which was kind of cool for us and um, you know we just started doing a lot of cross promotion of each other's Kickstarters basically yeah. <laughs> we crowdfunded for each other, and then you know I think I think I will take credit for this idea or blame I guess if this if this is a debacle I just <laughs> had this idea like why don't we you know celebrate Rift Tracks 10 year anniversary by having a an MST3K reunion since this is kind of an exciting year for that world and uh, um, for you know just for fans of the show. Uh, for all sorts of reasons, and we also have this Rift Tracks app coming out, and 
it's just there's a lot of cool stuff happening on that front. So um, I threw it out there, and you know, to my great delight, my partners said, "Yeah, that's not a bad idea. It just seems kind of possible in a way that it didn't a couple of years ago." So I think I first asked uh, Frank and Trace, and uh, well, Bridget and Mary Jo have been doing some riff tracks for us too. So we asked them, and that you know we kind of knew they would be on board because we did a we did a sketch fest show for them at San Francisco sketch fest. Mm. And, uh, yeah. And then we threw it out to Joel who was like in the thick of the, the, uh, Kickstarter at the moment. But eventually he said, yeah. And, you know, we asked Jonah to do it, the new host of the new MST3K. Um, he's a great guy and he's on board. Um, so the only person who kind of wasn't into it, he's a friend of mine, so I don't want to cast the aspersions on. He just kind of wasn't up for it. It was, was uh, Josh Weinstein, the original Tom Servo back in the the, the super early days, yeah, um, and Dr. Earhart, uh, and that may you know it makes me a little sad because Josh is incredibly funny, really good on his feet. Anybody who saw Cinematic Titanic knows that he's really sharp up there. He's a really good stand-up comic, uh, as seasoned as any of us, and more so at stand-up comedy than most of us. Um, but outside of that, we have the we have the full the full deck pretty much, and so I'm really thrilled. Yeah, I mean, it, it, as you mentioned, it's it's exciting for for both parties, you know, for both Mystery Science Theater and and Rift Tracks, and you guys are still going strong with Rift Tracks, as you mentioned. Ten years since you've been doing is it ten years for Rift Tracks or ten years for the live events? Ten years for Rift Tracks. Okay. Period. Mike Mike started out kind of doing almost like a pilot version of it in 2006 for a couple of movies, which he did on his own. And I think, you know, as good as a writer and performer as Mike is, was and is, it just felt a little lonely just because this one guy commenting. <laughs> it just kind of needed the interaction. So I was busy working in Hollywood then, but he called Kevin... And Kevin did a couple with him, and then he called me, and then I did a couple with him, and then we just put the band back together. So it was really just a couple of months into Rift Tracks that we became the thing that we are now, and it was in 2006. And uh, since then, it's been kind of full throttle. Yeah. Yeah, and I know I've been... I don't even remember how I discovered that Rift Tracks was a thing, Um I know it was before the live events because I know I had a number of the audio tracks before the live events had started, but I've mm-hmm. been a fan for quite a long time of Rift Tracks. Obviously, I've been a fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000 for the longest time as well. And, okay. I mean, it's been over, what, over 25 years that you guys have been doing this kind of thing? Yeah, I mean, I wasn't there from the get-go, but I think, uh, yeah, I mean, the first uh, KTMA days were 1988, I want to say, so it's really long time ago yeah and then um yeah and then comedy central and then sci-fi so between yeah it's wow <laughs> yeah it's oh fun. my god <laughs> did you ever think when you got when you first joined this group this is something you'd still be doing now i don't know like i guess not i mean i never really thought that far ahead anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah by the time i got to the show it was an established thing you know, I was a, a writer, but it was already, you know, it was already pretty dang popular. So I knew that I was lucky enough to be getting into something really cool and good. Um, 
unlike the uh, the founding fathers who were just like, I don't know, you know, we might, we might just be doing this for a couple of people in Minneapolis. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the, like once the show was was canceled in 1999, they did run it for a couple of years after that on Sci-Fi Channel. But I thought, well, that's pretty much it. Like, I we tried a couple of Kevin and Mike and I tried a couple of projects, and they had varying degrees of success, but nothing went, you know, huge. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Rift Tracks in 2006 kind of got it going again. It seemed like uh, you know a version of Mystery Science Theater without the whole thing. And there's there's parts of it of the show that I certainly miss. Like I was just talking with uh, an old colleague today, Jeff Stonehouse, who was our director of photography, about uh, how I missed the shoot days because those were the real party when the crew came in and all that. But I do like the the ease and mobility of riff tracks, especially since I started a family after the whole thing. I started I started it with my wife. I should <laughs> just throw it in a test tube. Um, and really, in the, like when my kids were young, it was really kind of a, a handy thing to have without the time commitment of Mystery Science Theater, frankly. Yeah. I mean, I got to be a, a dad at home for big stretches and you know they're growing out of that where they really need that now but uh, it was really great timing and yeah our first live show was actually three years later in 2009 we uh we had jonathan colton was our our guest yeah. musician we don't really do we don't really have like guests so much anymore because nobody seemed to really be there i think the main the main event seemed to be the movie and the movie ripping for better or worse but uh you know yeah, Not I remember. We won't have guests again. But. Yeah, I remember the first one, which was Plan Nine. You guys had a host, which I can't remember her name. Veronica Belmont. That's She's right. Sort of that, a, yeah. A, a tech reporter, um, and was a, a fan of Mystery Science Theater. That was poor Veronica. She's such a, a cool person, but she got thrown at like <laughs> live show hosting was not, you know, beamed out across the movie theaters was. We were all slightly terrified to be doing a live, live feed. And it's weird. Like, now we're really super cash about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah we're exactly. Just and we probably shouldn't be because all kinds of things could go wrong. Although last year, I don't know if you saw the show where we were all sweating to death. That oh, yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, in, you know, you, you guys are 19 shows in working on the 20th. Did you ever think at the beginning these live performances would become as popular as they are or be going as long as they have? You know what? I, I didn't dare hope, but I'm really glad because they are just so much fun. And even though the first one was scary, I knew it was like, oh, man, this is the thing that was missing here for the last three years was the audience um, or just a little more contact with the people who enjoy our stuff. And we had been doing Comic-Con. You know, we would do a couple of panels at Comic-Con, but it wasn't quite the same thing as actually doing an out-and-out -out show. Yeah. And luckily, we hooked up with the right company to kind of get it across the plate, just uh, you know, digitally and physically into movie theaters. Um, I think when we first were thinking about this, and we were talking to Fathom Events, Kevin and I went to see um, a Fathom Events version of This American Life, the the National Public Radio show, and. Uh, we thought we started to think, yeah, I mean, there's some kind of clever ways they're making this work, and we think it, we think we could actually do it. And the, 
we talked to Camp Digital, and they were like, oh, yeah, here's the solution to this little challenge. I mean, we show the screen mostly, but we show you here and there. And, mm -hmm. yeah, so now we have kind of a template, and it's just so much fun. And I'm really, really grateful that we keep getting to do this. Yeah, and I'm always excited, too, anytime I see you guys announce another Kickstarter uh, program too, because uh, I'd like to say I'm an investor in Rift Tracks. Oh, thank you, thank <laughs> you, you know, very much. I've given to to both. I believe it's the two Kickstarters that you did, um, or was there one for this Mystery we've Science done, Theater? Now we've done three now. Okay, I couldn't remember if it was two or three. I know I've given to them all, so I can't remember. And I know I gave to the the Mystery Science Theater three thousand uh, reboot one with Joel as well. So. Oh, Gundo. Yeah, that was that was a, a gr really good turnout that they had before mm -hmm. too. Um, but I mean, do you have out of all the? I know it's probably it's probably ch tough. It's probably like picking your favorite child. But is it there? Has there been a favorite out of all the live riffs that you guys have done? You know, I I don't know that there has been. Um, for some reason, I was really fond of i mean of, of our earlier ones of um of reefer madness of all that me and I, I think that it might just be because our our uh my elderly parents have been going to see them all along and for some reason my mom really loved reefer madness <laughs> and it just surprised me and tickled me with all our pot jokes in there um no i don't know if there's one that i really liked i mean the room was a real blast to do because I just can't get enough of that crazy movie. I love <laughs> Birdemic. Um, yeah, the ones that the ones that were a little bit harder. Godzilla was a little bit harder because it was just so loud and multi-channeled and confuso vision. Yeah. Um, luckily, we've had nothing that's really. The I I can't even remember even. I think it was I think it was Sharknado two where we were sweating to death, but I could be wrong. I think you're it's right. It's all a blur like, now, son. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that, whatever that movie was, that was an indelible thing to remember, even though, you know, in the end, it was kind of a comedy bit to us. So that was almost worth it that it happened. Yeah. And nobody, you know, passed out and had to be taken out on a stretcher, luckily. Um, and um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I've loved the ball. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have too. So, you know, it works out as a fan too. I know I've, I've loved every one of them that I've gone to. Any um, that you haven't done yet that you would like to do? Yeah, I mean, I want to, I would love to do one of the Japanese monster movies if possible. Um, they're, they're hard to dislodge from the, the people with the rights, you know, mm -hmm. that, but I would like to, to get a good, either Japanese monster movie, you know, um, or something like Prince of Space or, so, you know, like I just have a special fondness for those. Um, yeah, I'd love to do something big like Twilight, or, but I, oh. that could just be a pipe dream. I, I have um, such a, a distaste for Twilight. I've never seen the movie. I refuse to see the movie. But if you guys ever did a riff of it, a live riff of it, uh, I would be there. Okay. Well, see, we got to do it for that alone. <laughs> that would be the yeah, only I mean, way I would watch that movie. You know, like they they have very little incentive to to make that work for us. We have discovered that. Um, but yeah, I mean, barring that, then maybe something like we we did uh, the Ben Affleck version of Daredevil, 
at oh sorry my dog is being noisy uh, that's fine at um san francisco sketch fest a couple of years ago more, more than a couple and that was really fun too so something that's in that sort of mid-ranged um pretty bad movie but big blockbuster would be fun yeah I, I think I know, you mentioned Twilight. I think I, I think it might have been Kevin that mentioned it. Wasn't Twilight one of the original plans for the first Kickstarter? Yeah, we well we we tried to be honest about it. I don't know if we were just a little too cutesy about it. I I hope not. But our our basic thing was we want to riff Twilight. We're going to try to like back the money truck up to, um, you know to to the studio and say, here, give us Twilight. But barring that, here's some other ones we could do. Um, And ultimately, we couldn't convince them, even with all the cash we had on hand for it. Um, And we offered, you know, if anyone was really super, super felt, you know, that was too much of a bait and switch, we gave them their money back. But we did get Starship Troopers out of it, which was a lot of fun. Which was, was yeah, that was was fantastic. a, A tough one to do. Well, you pulled it off well, sir. What's that? I said you pulled it off well. Oh, thanks. But, yeah, I mean, there was a lot, you know, there, we, we, we ran out of bug jokes after a while. I think it's fair. We came close. I was actually on vacation down the shore uh, when that one came around, and my friend and I, who were who was on vacation with me, we actually found a theater about... 35 miles away from where we were staying that had it. Oh, so cool. we made sure we went out and we saw it while we were on vacation, which was cool. Oh, that's very, I appreciate it guys. <laughs> um, before we, I know we're running short on time, but before we let you go, what can we expect from this, uh, this reunion? Is it a film? Is it a bunch of shorts? Yeah, it's a, it is a bunch of shorts and we're, uh, trying to get a good mix and have everybody do what they want. And, um, we're going to, you know, just turn the stage over a couple of times to our former colleagues. So it is going to be a little bit more of a variety show format in a way, although all riffing and Mike and Kevin and I will come out and we'll do one and then we'll, you know, introduce the groups as they come up. And then at the end, we'll put it all together and have one big riff of palooza with everybody. So it'll be glorious chaos. (laughs) Uh, Can we expect any surprises by chance? I don't know. I okay. guess it depends on what you think is a surprise. I, I don't know that there's any more of a surprise than what I just said. <laughs> That's true. A lot of laughs, surprising humor. <laughs> it's. I already know it's enough to get me in theaters, and we're going to encourage <laughs> you know, so many other people to go to theaters as well. And hopefully my other two co-hosts, which I mentioned, who aren't as big of fans as I am, maybe I can finally get them out to a Riff Tracks Live event yes. as well. So, uh, but I know I last I checked, I think in person seats, I think you guys were sold out or like just a couple. We individual are sold seats. out. Yeah. We, we had one final seat yesterday and that final, we kind of made a, a little joke of that on, on social media, but yeah, that went too. Yeah. One of these days I'll get down to, uh, or get out to where you guys are and see a live show. I'd love to come see you guys live one time. Oh yeah. It's fun. You get, you know, you the the danger of being sweated on alone is, is worth the thrill. <laughs> well, as I mentioned, <laughs> we're like Gallagher, but but grosser. You guys, yeah, it's it's good. Like the splatter zone in the first couple of rows, <laughs> <laughs> the sweat zone. 
Um, but as I mentioned, we're definitely going to encourage our listeners to check out, you know, the the upcoming M- um, MST3K reunion, as well as all future live events and all your audio tracks and your digital shorts and such on uh, RiffTracks.com. And for more information on the live events, they can go to RiffTracks.com or FathomEvents.com. Uh, tickets yeah. are on sale now for the, the Mystery Science Data reunion. I already have mine, so I'm already good to go. Very good. Where and- are you seeing it? Yeah, I'm. I'm very. I'm. I'm highly anticipating this one because I'm. I'm. Where? Uh, where are you seeing it? Oh, I'm seeing it. It's uh, the Warrington Crossing Theater in Warrington, PA. Very cool. So. Uh, but Bill, thanks so much. I know you're a busy guy, so I appreciate you spending some time with me tonight. Oh, thanks, Ben. It's been real fun. Yeah, I absolutely. Uh, I appreciate your time. Yeah, and hopefully we'll have you on again to talk about some future events as well. Very good. So. All right, guys, stick around. We'll be back with more Showcast right after this break.